This is One Sweet Deal, the power of a CFO and COO, a dental podcast from Horn Healthcare. Traditionally, dental practices across the U.S. are small operations consisting of only a few dentists with ownership interest in the business. According to the Journal of the American Dental Association, today, private practice ownership for dentists is steadily declining across all age groups. The journal also shares that employed dentists are actually quite happy. This is primarily due to facts that the success of the business is the responsibility handled by professional office. Many dentists, not just graduates, are looking for options to manage work-life balance. They are choosing to eliminate unnecessary stress that may be caused due to the increasing cost of dental school, as well as the price to set up a practice. Add to that the stress of managing your own business and running a practice that is financially successful. Hi, I'm Chrissy Leggett, your host of today's episode. Joined with me is Dr. Ben White, former corporate dentist who turned to private practice. He is now the owner of White Smiles General Dentistry in Pensacola, Florida. A fun fact about Dr. White is that he's the official team dentist of the Pensacola Ice Flyers. Who knew that Pensacola had a hockey team? When I think of Pensacola, I think of the beach. Definitely not ice. Dr. White, thank you for joining us today. Chrissy, thank you for having me. Um, I I appreciate the opportunity uh, to share my story. Absolutely. I'm excited about today's topic and really look forward to digging in. But before we do, I would also like to introduce Adam Cronister. Adam is a former branch manager of Patterson Dental. So don't hold that against him if you don't use Patterson. Adam also owns Pelican Point Advisors and is a Horn Dental Consultant. He builds smart, simple, and secure business software solutions that are made for dentistry. If you listened to our last episode, we discussed a proprietary software, Forward Insight. Adam is the mastermind behind that software. Adam, welcome to this episode. Thanks, Chrissy. Super excited to be here. Thank you. Okay, let's dig in. Dr. White, what is your story? Tell us where you grew up and what led you to become a dentist? So I'm from, they say, the dirty South, uh, Lafayette, Louisiana's hometown. Um, No dentist in the family, but um, I was basically working uh, in advertising sales and really hated my job. And my wife told me one day, you know, you need to make a change. And she was, she was right. And so a lot of soul searching and I landed on some form of medical and ended up in dentistry. And the thing that I think the the feather in the cap that tilted me towards dentistry was it was, it's a, um, it's an art form, but it's a functional art form. Uh, The motto I live by is, you know, my patient's mouth is, is my canvas and the Picasso that I create is also able to eat a cheeseburger. So that part really excites me. A good mix of science and a good um, balance of, of functionality, but also aesthetics and making things look pretty. But then the icing on the cake is, you know, you're helping someone smile. And, and that's, that's where I get my fulfillment. Um, you know, growing up in Louisiana, uh, we had, you know, good, strong family. And so when I went back to school, it was a little later in life. And, and you know, the support of the family to ra- help raise my two children while I was in school it was tough, lots of sacrifices, but, um, but it, it's all paid off. 
That is such a great story, Dr. White. So being from Louisiana, I bet you're a graduate of LSU then? Yes, ma'am. LSU Dental School down in New Orleans, uh, right next to Lake Pontchartrain. Actually, uh, while searching for um, living situations for dental school, I stumbled across a marina and actually decided to uh, live on a sailboat. My wife and kids stayed in our hometown, which is about three hours away. And every weekend I'd go home or they would come up and, and, you know, while in New Orleans, I would live on, on a boat. It was the, the best of times and the worst of times when it was cold, it was, you know, the boat was warm, but boy, it was, it was um, an interesting living situation, but um, it really, uh, it was a neat, a neat way to, 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 to live out dental school and, and learn how to do dentistry, but then have a little, a little fun at the same time. So, you know, a funny story, I actually um, tried to convince my wife to live on a sailboat when I moved back to Mobile and uh, she ixnated really quickly. So, uh, um, but I have a passion for sailboats as well. I grew up on them. And uh, um, so I share your pain and your, and your fondness. Um, Absolutely. So dentistry kind of being your second career, what led you to go the corporate route? Well, you know, having some business knowledge prior, um, my first degree, bachelor's degree was in business management. And, and I knew that, that the corporate world, you know, th- there are some benefits to it. They have a system, they have a machine that runs and functions very efficiently. Um, you know, they, they look at numbers, they crunch numbers, and they make decisions based off of hard evidence. And um, I figured, you know, I always wanted my own practice, but, you know, in dental school, they don't teach the business side. And so, um, working with a very busy practice corporate, I was able to, um, you know, learn how they functioned uh, from the flow from front to back. Um, and that was, that was benef- beneficial. I also learned some things that I didn't want to put into my private practice. So it was, it was a good, um, a good way to get my feet wet and, and, and really learn um, what, what a busy practice can do. And now, you know, I'm, I'm, four years into my private practice and, and we're thriving. It's, it's been, um, it's been a great journey. That sounds great. Dr. White, tell us in more detail, if you will elaborate a little bit about some of those experiences or business practices that you did learn from corporate dentistry that you have actually implemented into your private practice. So one thing um, is, is I had mentioned is the patient flow. You know, when someone comes in, um, the new patient is, is our bloodline, you know, even though sometimes we feel like, oh, geez, I got to stop this crown prep or this surgery to go see this new patient. Um, actually, that's, that's, that's the bloodline. If we don't see our new patients and take care of that, if that's not the most important appointment or procedure you have that day, um, that patient's not going to feel valued and they're, they're not going to return and they're not going to trust the dentist doing the work. So it's, um, that I noticed with the corporate, of course, in the corporate world, they, they track the numbers and, you know, I, I'm a very talky person and they were, they would come in and say, doc, uh, you know, I noticed that the time that you're in with the new patients was, you know, 25, 30 minutes, you know, we really need you to get it down. You know, they were, they were mapping the time that I spent and it really kind of perturbed me a bit, but, you know, the reality is, uh, you know, I'm, I was trying to earn the trust of the patient and come up with a complex treatment plan. You can't do it in 10 minutes. Um, and so that, that was one thing I learned, okay, new patients are the most important, but the management of the time, um, and they, they recognize that, but in the same token, they would put, you know, 12 new patients in a day, 
in addition to all of the other surgeries and procedures. So it was, it was um, like running around with my, my head cut off and like a chicken with a head cut off, just, just crazy. Um, I'd finish the day and at six o'clock and just be beat down. And so um, that part was, was the good and the bad. The other item that I, I pulled from corporate dentistry was they, they track their numbers. And I mean, like a hawk, um, if things changed a little bit, maybe uh, they were noticing doc, they come to me and I noticed that, you know, we haven't been treatment planning many crowns. Well, first off, I'm the doc. It doesn't matter what you think or say and your numbers say, but they were following the numbers. And from a business perspective, numbers don't lie. They do tell a story. And so um, they were able to make decisions and, and suggestions and nudges um, to how to how to basically increase profits. But it, in corporate, you know, they have a motto that we're the more patients we see, the more people we can help and the, and the, the better the community is. And that that's their motto on the front line. But all of that is motivated by money. I mean, really and truly, what is a corporate entity if it doesn't make money? And it's the same thing with my private practice. But honestly, I've put the patient experience and the patient first, money will follow. And it has. I love that. So absolutely. And I think corporate dentistry is fantastic at, at teaching um, business principles, which most uh, dentists do not get in college. You're, you're, you're a, um, a rarity in the fact that you have an MBA before you became a dentist. But um, one thing I see that there is kind of less and less of in dentistry, and I've been, you know, I've been in this industry nearly 12 years, is I see less mentorship um, outside of the business side of it. Um, was there any mentorship that you had while you're in corporate, corporate dentistry or? So that's a good question. Um, there was mentorship and I almost feel looking back now that it was almost like a, a cult mentorship, you know, like here's how to drink the Kool-Aid. Here's how, you know, they would, they would show you how you can make really good money. Um, and, and that was, that was great, but it, it, I felt like at the end of the day, sometimes the the person that was getting shafted was the patient because the experience wasn't wasn't positive. Sometimes um, the the mentorship was, I think, lacking. You know, um, currently I'm actually housing uh, this summer two dental students from Boston University, um, eight weeks, and it, their school requires from freshman to sophomore year that that summer they spend eight weeks in a dental office. And so I've got, you know, two flies on the wall running around with me, just watching, learning, getting the real experience, because like you mentioned, school can only get you so far. And especially in dental school, we're learning to be proficient with our hands, um, you know, creating the smiles that we do. There's little time for the, the students to get, you know, a, a business knowledge. And there's a couple classes. It's just kind of like, oh, this is business, you know, and it's, it's, it's just barely, barely brush stroking the, 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 the subject, very shallow. So yeah, there is definitely a need for, for some way that, that a mentorship, I think a mentorship program would have helped me even more because there's been sleepless nights. You know, when you start a practice from scratch, as I did, um, you know, you don't know, oh, wait, I need to get a um, certificate for my x-ray machine. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you, Department of Health. Let me <laughs> let me hurry up and pay this. It was only $75, but I didn't have this piece of paper. And so those little things that, um, you know, mentor would have said, hey, by the way, <laughs> get your paper and papers in order before you open the door. So, yeah, I think it would be definitely helpful. Well, number one, it's awesome that you're taking the time to uh, mentor, you know, a couple future future dentists. So uh, 
um, you know, kudos to you for that. Thanks, Adam. Um, was there as a certain time um, or a certain moment where you said, you know, I'm going to open my own practice and today's the day? Well, you know, there was there was always a draw in my heart to have my own practice from the get go. And, and I had a master plan. I never communicated that plan because I knew as soon as the corporate entity realized I wasn't drinking the Kool-Aid, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be their, their, you know, their brainchild. They would have put me on a, um, okay, he's not, he's not our guy. And so, um, and actually when the word got out that I was building my practice, exactly that happened. Um, that next day, they came to me, sorry, you know, you're, you're the opportunity here um, is no longer, you, you can go work in our office in Panama city, which is, you know, a good two hours from, from where we live. And it was like, Whoa, Oh, geez. Wow. Okay. Um, so obviously at that point um, I was trying to expedite the construction and get, and get the hell out of Dodge. But um, there was always, there was always a desire in my heart to go private um that just you know and, and the thing that I, I hated about the corporate we would work a lot you know there were saturdays monday through friday and then one saturday a month maybe two um you know it it, it was it was brutal um i work right now eight to four monday through thursday i do one fourth of the dentistry that i used to do at, in the corporate setting and i'm i'm making the same if not more money um on on you know in return so there is a lot other work, you know, that, that one fourth of dentistry, I'm not just going home, but now, you know, we have uh, other items on the agenda, you know, like managing a practice, hiring and firing, tracking the numbers. Can I buy this piece of equipment? You know, those things that you don't have to think about in corporate, they've got the, the answers for you. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Dr. White. So, if you could go back in time to dental school, what advice would you give yourself? You know, um, if I could go back, I would definitely have, I would live on a sailboat. I wouldn't change that. <laughs> um, I, you know, part of me wants to say I would have jumped into private practice sooner because of the the struggles that I, I received, that I, you know, received working really hard. Um, but I wouldn't have learned some, some valuable lessons. So even though, Maybe I've made some some unwise decisions. Out of those have come some lessons, and and that's valuable. So um, I would I would tell myself to to keep my mouth shut about my practice because that secret got out a little too soon, and it kind of forced me to play my card. But um, but you know, really and truly, I I think if I would have sought out a a mentor, someone that wasn't in the corporate setting, um, I believe that would have someone like I'm doing with these dental students right now that can sit down with me and cut to the chase and, and be honest about these experiences because the mentor I had in corporate, it wasn't honesty. It was, it was slighted. It was weighted, you know, his recommendations were biased because he was the owner of the, of the local practice, the, the region. And if I was successful, he was, you know, he had his hand in the pocket. So, you know, having that intelligent and non-biased advice would have, um, would have helped a lot. Sure. Dr. White, what a great story. And thank you so much for sharing it with us today and with our listeners. Chrissy, you're very welcome. Also, Adam, thank you for collaborating with us. You really helped to challenge the pros and the cons looking at corporate dentistry compared to private practice. Absolutely. Absolutely.
If you're listening to this episode of One Sweet Deal and would like to meet Dr. White, please let us know. You can call me at 601-620-5107. Thank you for listening to One Sweet Deal, a podcast from Horn Healthcare. One Sweet Deal is produced by Horn LLP. Stay tuned for more episodes coming soon on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. To learn more about Horn, visit hornllp.com.